You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 4th, 2021. My name is Philip Foster. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic's 115-112 to loss to the Atlanta Hawks, why it is a bigger deal than I think a lot of people are making it, and why it's a frustrating sign of where this season is going and how far this team really is. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. The search of every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks and hear what it feels like to win again? Check out Locked On Hawks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. I... I when the Magic were really bad at, at you know, uh, after trading Dwight Howard in 2012, so the 2013 through 2018 seasons, I, I had, not maybe not that long, but 2013 through 2015 for sure, uh, I had a, a firm belief that, yes, we know that team is not good enough to win every night, that they're going to have a lot of losses, and the main goal, especially of those early seasons, was to just collect ping pong balls and try and win the lottery. Not a great plan, but... The plan that the Magic went underwent at that time. And you, you go into that kind of a season understanding, and you look at that kind of a team understanding they are not going to win a lot of games. Um, that's just the reality. And so my philosophy at that point, and it's still my philosophy now as the Magic continue to sink down the standings, is when you have the chance to win, the expectation is that you win. Not complicated, folks. When you have the chance to win, the expectation is that you win. Going full well, those opportunities will be limited. Now, this year's Magic team is obviously different. They have those two playoff appearances behind them. There are still fledgling, if not fleeting, playoff aspirations this year. But this team is different. They are not a rebuilding team. They are a team beset by injuries dealing with those same circumstances where they're not going to have a lot of opportunities to win. That's that's just becoming the increasing reality. But when the opportunity to win is there, you expect them to win. That's the bottom line. I, I don't care about the bigger conversations right now. When you have the opportunity to win, you need to win. The expectation is to win. And losing those games should hurt. It should sting. It should be really, really frustrating. And that's why Wednesday's loss is inexcusable. Wednesday's loss is not good. There is no good way to spin Wednesday's loss. I'm sorry. 
There is no good way to spin it. And just thinking about it, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry this podcast is coming out so late. Um, you know, I, my internet actually went out on, on Wednesday night, um, and I decided to sleep on it. I am still livid about what happened Wednesday night. Up by 19 at the half, playing some of the best basketball this team has played. Building off the positive things that they did do against some really good teams in the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. I thought the Magic were going to win this game for a number of reasons. Reason number one was the Magic played really well against both the Jazz and the Mavericks. And and really it was just the moments that Nikola Vucevic was out of the game that cost them a chance to win those games. You can live with that. Against good teams, you can live with that. The Magic played some of their best basketball in a long time through the first two through the first half, taking a 19-point lead. Even when Atlanta made the expected runs and got back into the game, got it to within, I think, four in the third quarter, the Magic bounced it back out to 16. They responded to the run. That is what you want to see. When you build a big lead and the other team makes a push, you push back. That's what you want to see from a team. That's what you want to see from this team specifically. Filled with veterans who know how to win. And so when they play well, when they put all those pieces together, as difficult as that might be on a night-to-night basis, they push back and they take that win. It's a sign that says, okay, the problem truly is just the injuries. That guys are having to do a little too much. Even the fourth quarter, as bad as that fourth quarter was, the Hawks cut a 12-point lead down to six in the first four minutes of the quarter. The Magic did the right thing. They brought Nikola Vucevic back in the game. The Hawks did the wrong thing. They kept Trey Young on the bench. And the Magic expanded the lead back out to 15 with six minutes to play. That should have been the game. That's it. Game over. Put your foot down and end it. Do the things that built you that lead. Playing great defense. Playing disruptive defense. Passing and moving the ball, getting it into Nikola Vucevic in the post, waiting for that double team and kicking it back out to the perimeter or driving back into the paint again. The Magic did so many good things for three quarters, for three and a half quarters. And then they gave up the ship. The Hawks got hot. They made nine of 13 three-pointers. The Magic went cold, struggling to make shots consistently. But really, it's about the defense. The Magic didn't turn the ball over. They had one turnover in the fourth quarter. The Magic fouled a little bit too much, sure. But a 15-point lead with six minutes to go at home, crowd or no crowd, that's a win. That's got to be a win. Under any circumstance, under any team, if you're an NBA team worth your salt, that is a win. So credit to the Hawks. They, They fought back. They made their shots. At the end of the game, Tony Snell hit a three with about a minute to play that gave the Hawks their first lead in the second half. Orlando responded well. Uh, A great touch pass from Al Farouk Aminu, uh, or from Nikola Vucevic to Al Farouk Aminu. Aminu misses the layup, but Vucevic is there to clean it up after another masterful offensive game. And then a controversial foul call, um, which, you know, we'll see what the last two-minute report says later today. Um... Michael Carter-Williams playing some fantastic defense on Trey Young, maybe lowering his hand a little bit too much, making it look like he hit Young in the head. Um, it does not appear that he did. The refs, in their discretion, called the foul. Could have easily gone the other way. Trey Young makes two free throws to give the Hawks a one-point lead. 
The Magic respond. They get a decent floater from Terrence Ross, who had a fantastic game as well. And it was no good. And you could just you could see the frustration boiling over for the Magic. Michael Carter Williams uh, needed to be restrained by Cole Anthony as he tried to get after the refs. It looked like a couple other players were really frustrated as well at the end of the game. Again, all credit to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Nikola Vucevic torched them and destroyed them in the first half. They decided to just double and triple team him. He got Jordan ruled, <laughs> to be frank. Uh, and the Hawks dared other players on the Magic to beat them. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams certainly obliged for the entire first half, but Atlanta switched uh, Tony Snell onto him, taking Trey Young off of him and putting him on, t- on Dwayne Bacon. And that that kind of slowed down Michael Carter-Williams' offensive role. The Magic just don't have enough offensive weapons to really compete um, consistently. But then again, the Magic are up 15 with six minutes to go. I, 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 I can't... I can't accept that. This is a bad loss. There is no good to come out of this. And honestly, if there is such a thing as karma, this, this loss will cost the magic, the, the, the freaking top pick in the draft. Because th- this, this loss is inexcusable. Under any circumstance, and especially with this team, with the veteran-filled team, this loss is inexcusable. This is a game you have to win. And this isn't, just, this isn't about making the playoffs. This isn't even about the big picture. This is about... This day, this game, this moment, this is a game that Magic had to win. They were in position to win this game, and the expectation when you're in that position on a day-to-day basis is that you win. Teams do not lose games. In fact, only one other team had blown a lead. I think the Magic are the only team this season to blow a lead up by that much with that little time. CNBA, it can happen. And the Magic certainly played the second half as if they were playing with a big lead that could not be caught. And again, I'm not sitting here saying the Magic are making the playoffs. I'm not sitting here saying that the Magic are going to do this often. But again, when you're in position to win, you got to win. Like uh, this, That standard cannot change. That standard cannot be negotiable. When you're in a position to win, you need to win. And the Magic, five-game losing streak, 14th in the East, I think fourth best odds at the lottery. It's looking really, really bad. Um this, 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 this stuff isn't excusable. I'm sorry. We'll dive into the box score, talk a little bit more about why the Magic are in the position they're in coming up here in just a moment. But first, you know, the, the ad copy here from, from, from Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is, is not, it does not jive with what we just talked about. Um, you know, as, 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 as I said in the, the pre-ad there, you know, Joy, happiness, enjoyment, that's, that's why we play the game. That's why we watch the games, to, to find a little bit of joy, to find a little bit of release, to, to feel a little camaraderie with people. And right now, it is very tough to watch the Orlando Magic. It is, it is not a good picture right now. Um, I, I don't have a Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, uh, to be honest. Um, it, it's Nikola Vucevic, if you want to be technical. He continues to put up offensive mastery and, and play at an extremely high level, but none of that matters when you're losing, you know. Nikola Vucevic is going to have a great time in the All-Star game. I'm really excited to watch him play. That, that, that should give us some joy. Um, he's the only thing that's given the Magic joy this year and, and alluded to a promising future from this group on the floor right now that, that's so injury-depleted. Um, but this five-game losing streak's been frustrating, uh, dating back to last week's game against the Pistons, um, dealing with that blowout loss to the Nets, and on and on and on and on. The Magic have to and should be better than this. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But 
It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And Michelob Ultra has 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. So joy creates success. It's not the end game. It's the whole game. And if you're not finding joy in something, you should probably not do it. View the Michelob... Um, be sure to enjoy Michelob Ultra responsibly and uh, find some happiness somewhere, I suppose. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, James Harden heads back to Houston with his new team. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Let's uh, unfortunately run through the final box score for you here for the Orlando Magic. Uh, again, like good individual performances by key players, but obviously the big moments matter a ton. Um, Nikola Vucevic finishes with 29 points on 10 for 21 shooting, just two for eight from beyond the arc, only nine rebounds. Um, he dominated the first half. I think he had 18 in the first half. Atlanta put John Collins on him, and he just ate him up in the post. I think they had switched Danilo Gallinari on him at, at one point. Again, just ate them up in the post. Those are just not good post defenders. And without Clint Capella in there, the Magic just feasted in the paint. Again, the first the first half was about as well as the Magic had played um, since Markel Fultz got hurt, to be perfectly honest. Um, they played really, really well. And that's what, again, why this loss is so disappointing is they did a lot of really good things. And then just six minutes of brain farting cost them cost them the game. Um, Atlanta did a really good job after that point to uh, surround uh, Vucevic and make, it, make him feel a little bit of pressure. Um, he was really quiet in the third quarter, especially as, as Atlanta sent essentially double and triple teams at him. And, and he did a real, again, I think, you know, Vucevic only finishes with three assists, but I thought he did a really good job passing out of those double teams and getting the magic offense moving. I mean, here's Steve Clifford talk a lot about paint touches. Vucevic was living in the paint. It was a fantastic game from Nikola Vucevic, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, the shooting numbers aren't there. I mean, obviously that hurts, but he did so many good things to get this team going. Um, you know, I would say defensively, it's not his fault that all the shooters got free, but um, Magic's pick-and-roll defense was really poor throughout the course of the game. That was the, the main culprit that Steve Clifford pointed at um, as why the Magic gave up the ship. Um, you know, the Hawks were playing essentially five out, uh, and I think that's that's a strategy that, that Magic really struggle with, especially because they have Vucevic, who's not a, a particularly nimble defender. Um, and so... I think some of the communication issues certainly lie on Vucevic. I wouldn't say it was a perfect game from him by any stretch of the imagination, but man, I've said this all year. I I really don't know what else we want Nikola Vucevic to do to lead this team. He is doing everything that he can. And, you know, when things got rough in the fourth quarter, the magic went to Vucevic. They found ways to get him the ball, and he delivered. He made shots for the most part, you know, maybe one miss late in the game, too. Um, Again, and one that one miss could have very well turned the game, but. he he's he's the magic are finding him and getting him the ball in the spots that they need to get him the ball and and, and he's largely delivering for them so I, I I don't have a way to complain about what Nikola Vucevic is doing right now Terrence Ross scores 28 points on nine for 17 shooting makes four of nine from beyond the arc five rebounds four assists um Ross had it going and again with how depleted the magic are they need Ross to play big and so he had a big game 
made a bunch of threes, made his shots, you know, was a big part of the fourth quarter. I did not mind the last shot that he took. Um, I think the Magic did a good job getting in the ball, getting him downhill, and getting him a floater. Uh, you know, a tougher, a toughest shot. Um, you know, maybe he had the time to pass it out to Nikola Vucevic, who's popping out to the corner. Um, but I don't. I didn't have a problem with Terrence Ross's last shot. Um, again, the, a game like this is not built on the last shot of the game. It's not built on any particular moment late in a game. It's built over time. It's all the little moments throughout the game. It's, again, being up 15 in the fourth quarter and not finishing the damn game. Like, to be, that's, that's, that's what it's about. And, and, again, it starts on defense. Ross's defense has been suspect this year. Um, I, I, I don't think we can avoid saying that. Um, he loses track of players. Um, he, he, jumps at every, he jumps a lot at jabs and pump fakes. Um, that gets you out of position. Again, it's defense is so much about discipline, and, and the Magic just didn't have a ton of defensive discipline, especially in the fourth quarter, as got, kind of the train was starting to, to roll downhill and get off the tracks. Um, the Magic just didn't play well in those moments. Um, Michael Carter-Williams, 20 points, 7 for 12 shooting, 2 for 2 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. A, a really nice game for Michael Carter-Williams. Um, again, it's, it's hard. I mean, two straight games for Michael Carter-Williams that have been very, very good. You cannot throw those games away, and Magic threw both, threw both of them away. Um, he did a good job getting downhill into the paint. Um, I think he had, I forget how many he had in the first half, but he really did a good job just dominating the game, you know, and, and dominating Trey Young um, in, in the first half, just taking him off the dribble and getting into the paint. And, you know, Trey Young's defense was not good throughout the course of the game. The Hawks essentially just had to hide him. And honestly, um, there, was the def- there were a few defensive possessions late in the game where the Hawks just took Trey Young straight out of the game. Um, I know that was something that was in the athletic article about the reasons why they fired Lloyd Pierce was Lloyd was Pierce would take Young out of the game for defensive possessions and then not call timeout to get him back in the game. That's a problem. Um, you know, that's that's a long-term problem for the Hawks, and I think there's still something a bit off about them um, as as they're trying to figure out their way to play now. But um, good adjustments by Nate McMillan um, to 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 hide Trey Young a little bit more and keep him effective. I, honestly, I know Trey Young scored 32 points. I thought Michael Carter Williams did a good job on Trey Young. Um, I think that he didn't let him get free from from deep um, very often when they were matched up one-on-one. Um, yeah, Young got into the paint a little bit, but um, I felt like Carter Williams did a good job containing him. And again, that's a big reason why the Magic were able to pull away and, and, and take the lead in this game was Young was under control. Um, you know, when Trey Young scores a ton of points, the Hawks win. When he doesn't score a ton of points, the Hawks lose. Um, controlling Trey Young is how you beat the Hawks. Um, and for three and a half quarters, the Magic really did a good job on Trey Young, I felt like, and, and kept him uh, out of the game. Not a lot of other scores to talk about. Alfred Camino had a really nice game. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, including one that looked like it was going to be the game-saving block. He had a really nice block at the rim. Um, that, again, is why you bring in a guy like Alfred Camino. He did make 2 of 4 three-pointers, but only 4 of 13 shots overall. I think the Hawks were happy to let him shoot and happy to let him kind of take those shots. And again, uh, Aminu played really well. Um, played well for what you're expecting of him, uh, but... But obviously, those shots, especially in the fourth quarter, really cost the team in the end. Um, you know, the, the Magic need more shooters. Um, you know, that's a shortcoming of this team. And, you know, I think in a loss like this, you really do see all those shortcomings. The Magic just don't have enough shot makers and shot takers. And yeah, some of those guys are on the bench. Evan Fournier missed the game with the strained groin. Um, but but you got you to gotta find a way to finish the game. I, again, I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I, I, can't, I can't excuse the team for, for losing this game. Off the bench, the Magic got very, very little off the bench. Um, only you know, 7, 9, 12, 15 points off the bench. Again, you're playing a little bit depleted. Um, you know, the depth is an issue. Um, but 
the Magic need more, and, and hopefully getting Aaron Gordon back, hopefully getting Cole Anthony back, hopefully having Evan Fournier and James Ennis healthy will create a more stable second unit to help this team uh, kind of weather these storms, and and so their starters don't have to play so much. Um, but again, Terrence Ross plays 41 minutes, Nikola Vucevic plays 36. The, the starters weren't playing a, t- a boatload of minutes, and, and Clifford did go to Vucevic early um, in that fourth quarter. I think Ross may have played the entire fourth quarter. Um, so there, there aren't a lot of options. I, I grant that um, as, as far as why the Magic are struggling. And again, I, I, I'm not, again, I'll get into this point in a little bit, but I don't care that the Magic are struggling. I don't really think, I don't really think it matters so much that the Magic aren't, aren't, a, aren't a super competitive team or that they're going to lose a lot of games. Um, you know, I think I think, you know, I, I am, I'm very anti-tanking. I don't believe in tanking. I believe teams are bad. And if teams are bad, they're going to be bad. Um, this is probably a bad team. Um, but when the wins are there, when you have the opportunity to win, you need to win the game. And, and I think that's that's the bitter disappointment of this one. The Atlanta Magic end up shooting 42.9% from the floor, just 13 of 35 from beyond the arc. They make a perfect 27 of 27 free throws. I don't get why people are complaining about the officials. The officials sent a bad a team that's bad at getting the foul line to the foul line 27 times, and they converted on almost all of them. Orlando had 10 turnovers in the game, only one in the fourth quarter. So again, I don't think that's the problem. The issue is the Hawks... Caught fire at the right moment. Trey Young scores 32 points on 9 for 19 shooting, makes 4 of 7 from beyond the arc, 10 of 11 from the foul line. He's good. He's got to get into the line. Um, Danilo Gallinari was the killer. 23 points, 8 for 18 shooting, 5 for 10 from beyond the arc, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists. He did a really good job pacing the Hawks through the third quarter and early fourth quarter to keep them in the game uh, and give them the chance to come back in this one again. I, I, I it, it sounds like I am saying that this is all the Magic's fault, and the Magic did a lot of things wrong. The Atlanta Hawks won this game. They went out and took this game because the Magic le- the Magic left the door open for the Hawks to win this game, and the Hawks went out and took it, so all credit should go to them. Tony Snell with 11 big points, 4 for 5 shooting. The Hawks make 9 of their 21 three-pointers in the fourth quarter. They were 9 of 13 um, in the fourth quarter. That makes them 12 for 32 the rest of the game. The Magic did go- played good defense for three quarters. Um, maybe not the third quarter. The third quarter, they gave up 36 points, but... Um, the Magic giving up 73 points in the second half is just is just plainly inexcusable. Um, just just uh, again, just a really poor game for the Orlando Magic overall. Um, bad, six bad minutes will do that. Um, this team cannot afford six bad minutes. And you know, I, I think I said this on an appearance I did on the Mark Moses show. Um, you know, the difference between a college game and the NBA game is those eight minutes um, between 40 and 48 minutes. Right now, I think we're seeing the Magic can play 42 minutes really, really well. Um, but those six minutes matter. Um, and, and, and the Magic just don't have the ability to to rest on their laurels for, for that long. The Orlando Hawks defeat the Orlando Magic 115 to 112. I'll talk about why there's some bigger concerns coming out of this game in just a moment. But first, here in Orlando, your car is your life. If it isn't, it should be because you can't get around Florida without a car. And so if you're someone that takes care of your car yourself, you need to go to rockauto.com and get all the auto parts you need from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, so quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why? Spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need 
at rockauto.com. Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credential draft experts. Make it part of your everyday listen. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft because that could be very important. And look, I'm under no illusions here about what this season is for the Orlando Magic. Um, From the moment Jonathan Isaac got hurt in the bubble and certainly after Marco Fultz got hurt in January, it's been very clear where this season was going. And, And despite any attempts to try and save it and salvage something from the year, the injuries are too much. Um, you know, I said it back in that last segment. The Magic just don't have enough offensive options. The margin for error is just too small to compete on a regular basis. Um, this team, let me say this clearly unequ- unequivocally, this team is almost certain to have one of the best odds at winning the NBA draft lottery, probably fourth or fifth in the league. Um, even if they get Aaron Gordon back, even when they get Cole Anthony back, it's going to be tough to win games this season. Um, the goals for the front office should not change. In fact, there was probably nothing the Magic could do this season, good or bad, that would change the goals for the front office and what they were trying to accomplish uh, in, at the trade deadline and into the offseason. Very little could have changed that. So I don't think much has changed on that front. The, the kind of deals the Magic are exploring, the only thing that might change is the point of pain now is the kind of deals the Magic are willing to accept, what they're willing to do to just cash out and move forward. Um, Again, I don't think much has changed. I think the Magic certainly do view this season as an injury anomaly. And so we're under no impression here that the Magic are making a run. The Magic are four games out of the final play-in spot. They have the second toughest schedule by opponent win percentage coming up in the second half of the season. It's going to be hard and very, very unlikely. So as I've said before, my approach when you're in these kinds of seasons is when you have the opportunity to win, you need to win. And the fact of the matter is, no matter how much everyone or how much people want this team to have massive roster overhaul, and I think there will be some major changes, don't get me wrong, and changes that should have happened last offseason, but probably if not for the pandemic, if not for the pandemic would have happened. When you have the opportunity to win, you need to win. These are veteran players. These are Guys that are going to be part of this team moving forward one way or another. Very likely Nikola Vucevic is staying. You know, Alfred Camino is going to be hard to move, but he is a player that's been around the league. He knows how to win games. These are guys that are going to matter for this team moving forward. And so they need to be working and focusing on building the kind of habits and building the kind of uh, intensity that they're going to need to compete and to win. Losses should still hurt. Losses should still sting. And losses like the one that we experienced on Wednesday should be inexcusable. And why is it inexcusable? Because it was completely preventable. Because it was completely on the Magic for how they played. And completely a buildup of things that that the Magic have been struggling with that they shouldn't be struggling with anymore. Regardless of the lack of practice time, regardless of the shifting roster, they've dealt with injuries all year. They should be better and they should be progressing and they should be getting better as the season goes on until that point where the Magic just cut the court. And that's going to be when Nikola Vucevic just randomly starts sitting out games. That's not happening yet. What Steve Clifford likes to say say is his teams get better as the season goes on. But so far we've seen 
something so important, so so intrinsic and central to this team's success move backwards. The Magic's defense is not getting better. The Magic's defense is struggling. And it's simple things. It's communication on defense. Look, effort's not the issue here. The Magic are playing hard, but you could play hard, but not smart. And one thing that was so central to the Magic's success in 2019 and central to the team making another playoff run in 2020 was how well they did with the details. How well they did with the simple things that make Steve Clifford defenses good. They don't foul. They don't turn the ball over. They don't give up transition points. They track the three-point line. They communicate. They talk on defense. They are hard to play against. The Magic didn't look hard to play against in the fourth quarter on Friday night. Or Wednesday night. The Magic didn't look hard to play against at all. They looked lost. And honestly, even in the first half, you could see the hints of it. Where the Hawks were getting open shots and missing them. Where the Magic were, you know, dropping on Trey Young a ton. And I was sitting there saying, he's going to start pulling up on those shots soon. And the Magic need to be ready for it. And that time eventually came in the fourth quarter, as I said on yesterday's podcast. Give Trey Young the door to walk through and he will go through it. You got to close that door on him fast. But this is a bigger problem than that. As I noted after the game against Dallas, the Magic just have not been able to get their defense right. They're still they're in the bottom half of the league in defensive rating. And yes, I know they're down a lot of key defensive players, especially Jonathan Isaac. And they've been down Michael Carter-Williams for a good chunk of the year and Aaron Gordon a good chunk of the year. But defense shouldn't be this hard. Defense is as much about effort and intensity as anything else. And the Magic just have had one thing come up after another. A loss like this really does make you question everything about your franchise and about your team. And it's unfortunate the Magic don't have a game tomorrow to get this one back. They have to sit and stew on this for a week. And sit and stew and think about what kind of team they want to be and what they want to accomplish with the rest of their season. Again, I am fully aware that it's going to be tough to make a playoff push. But the Magic have to start building the groundwork for next year now both with the deals that they're going to make in the trade deadline and, and, and their offseason moves, but also with the intensity they want to bring to the game. But also with how they want to play and their approach to every day. The one thing that cannot happen is losing habits. And not communicating on defense, not being on the same page, not taking individual responsibility for your defense, not executing offensively, not doing those very simple but important things That's how you build a losing culture. That's how you build a losing team. This Magic team should not accept that. And yes, there may be a lot of losses to come and there's going to be a lot of doubt and and self-searching. But a loss like Wednesday's is is not just about who's missing. That's, That's a deeper problem. That's a deeper issue. That's something that the Magic are going to have to rectify and have to correct. They must be better. Plain and simple. They must be better. And that's the reality of where we're at. This Magic team 
does not look like the Magic team that we want them to be and that they need to be. This team does not look like the Magic team that they will one day be. So much of what this season is about, and especially this coming offseason and the trade deadline, is about shaping the roster to become what it will be. And again, there are a lot of players on this team that probably aren't going to be here next year. There's going to be a bunch that will, but things are going to change. Things must change after a failure of a season like this one is becoming. But they have to start becoming that team on the court as much as off the court. And it starts on defense. That's this team's identity. That's what this team is built on. That's what this team has to pride itself on. I honestly don't care if the Magic don't win another game and and struggle to break 90. As long as the other team struggles to break 92. The offense, frankly, and this is kind of the fallacy, offense is easy to fix. The Magic can find shooters. The Magic can, can invest in shooting and, and they need to and it's that's a huge failure on this front, front office's part. You can find shooting. Defense is something that has to be intrinsic to your culture and who you are. And Steve Clifford certainly has to do a better job at finding ways to instruct um, and, and, and install defense through this pandemic season. And it's been tough for everyone. This team is not built for a season like this where there's so little prep time and so little drill time and so little practice time. But the Magic have to be better. The Magic have to be better about who they are and what they're about. One loss shouldn't be a point for panic. Obviously. Magic are missing so many players, and the Magic made a comeback like this of their own earlier in the season. Game three, they were down 17 entering the fourth quarter to the Washington Wizards, and they made that incredible comeback, and it felt like the Magic could conquer the world that night. That's how the Atlanta Hawks are feeling right now. The Wizards have figured things out. One loss doesn't change, doesn't, doesn't change anything. It's about how you respond, and obviously the Magic are going to have to wait a week to respond to this defeat. It's about making sure that this doesn't become commonplace. But as I said, teams don't lose games like this. That It just doesn't happen. The Magic should have won this game. The Magic should have gotten that one stop. They just need a one stop to win this game. And they need to look in the mirror and figure out what kind of team they want to be. They have a week to figure that out. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Sorry for coming out late. I know this was a big game and I wanted to, to, to capitalize on it, but unfortunately, internet it's had some internet issues overnight, um, so I come out with it now. Um, I want to thank you all again for listening uh, to the first half of the season, uh, for being on this journey with us. We'll have a lot of, we'll continue our coverage throughout the course of the All-Star break, uh, throughout the trade deadline, and of course, the rest of the season coming up. So I thank you all for sticking with us through what has been a very difficult and frustrating season. Um, you know, I, I hope I hope I provide some good insight for you um, on the Orlando Magic and all that jazz. Well, not the jazz, but but the Magic. Um, you can of course follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore MD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore MD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back tomorrow with another all-star edition of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Phil Crossman-Reich. See you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.